Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Kanichi Ha here on the Last Choice Network. I am Natalie. And I'm Jared. And today's topic is something that, uh, well, so I guess a little bit, just a little bit of background. We're uh, re-watching Oran High School Host Club and it kind of like made me think like, wow, animes, they're not really like this anymore. Like, right. There's in, in the way that different. they're like, in the way that they're edited, in like the way that it's like the story, animes aren't. They don't really have, or there aren't really any animes that are like or in high school, just in how funny it is, like, and how much it like plays to itself. I guess there's a certain level of like meta that Oron has that like you don't really see in anime anymore. Meta in the sense of like. There are arrows pointing to things that you need to pay attention to, and like, um, like, randomly, there's like a banana thrown by a monkey. Yes, um, and it made me think, like, this is really campy, and then it led to the question, like, why isn't anime as campy? as this. It's not to say that anime isn't campy anymore, because most of them still are, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I was just, like, wondering, like, like what happened to this, like, style, I guess? Like, what happened to, the, to this um, genre of, like, humor in right. anime? Because it just seems, like, so unique. And to me, I mean, to me, it's really funny, because I love how, like, in Oran, it'll, like, just create symbols. You know what I mean? Like, create symbolism that maybe doesn't have anything to do with what's happening in the moment like with um i think i told you like there's the one where like the kite motif of like the moods or like just things like i don't know i was just really wondering about it Yeah, yeah i think that there are some i think one part of it that actually thinking about it now that like is no longer in anime is cutaways Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of like with TV shows, there's not really, like, cutaways of, like, here's the action, and then it's, like, here's a completely separate image of how this character feels. Mm-hmm. So, like, like there's, a, in the first episode of Oron, all, all of the different characters are realizing that um, Haruki, or Haruhi, Haruhi, mm-hmm. um is a girl and every time one realize like it clicks a it pans off to a different screen where a light bulb turns on while i feel like current like anime editing it would be like the characters there they realize that there's a light bulb next to their head yeah or like maybe a zoom in on their face and then like the inner dialogue is going yeah right yeah and I think that just like that layer of editing really adds to storytelling. Right. And it's really creative. So, um, yeah, I I guess another part of it was, um, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about what camp was. Yeah, I, know, I think before we go any further, yeah. we should probably explain what camp is, which is easier said than done. Yeah, so camp is, um, well, I mean, maybe you guys remember us a couple of years ago at the Met Gala trying to figure out what camp was and it being very confusing both in seeing what the outfits were and then if you were online, what pe- how people were reacting to them. Okay. Um, well, first of all, it should be known that camp 
is in the eye of the beholder. There is really no set definition of camp. Um, I know one joke going around is like, (laughs) if if something is bad, but you like it, then it's just camp. Then it's just camp. Yeah, if it's bad, but you like it, it's camp. And um, I think it's also really important, and it's super obvious to see with Oran in particular, is that camp is seen as um, like a, a gay sensibility, as something that's like queer. And it's really easy to see it with Oran because it pokes so heavily at gender norms already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was, it's... Warren is just like such a smart show. It is. <laughs> like, it really like is. Like in general, it's such a smart show and it uses camp so well. I'm really curious. I've never read the manga, but I'm actually really curious as to what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I wonder if like some of these choices are anime only. Like, yeah. for example, the arrows. Yeah. Like that point of mm-hmm. things. Are those anime only or are they also in the manga? Mm-hmm. And you don't even like wonder if, even if that was in the manga, if it would have the same effect right like what having a random panel with some monkeys in it and then in the next panel the hosts are slipping on banana peels like does that have the same comedic punch yeah you know <laughs> that it does in the show um anyway but back to camp um it is commonly thought of that camp com- it composes of four main um elements and that is Irony, aestheticism, even I have to remember them. Irony, aestheticism, theatricality, and humor, which already sound like they could all blend together because you're. Yeah. (laughs) And I understand, like, once again, camp is confusing. So I guess to kind of like, I wanted to kind of go through those um, four points and use Oran as an example, Um, just to kind of like better understand how camp functions and in this anime in particular, and maybe it'll be enlightening. To see it in other, um, or like how it functions in other anime as well. Right. Yeah. So, for irony, for the most part, or for the the most obvious one, is first of all, irony is like opposites, right? Is whenever opposites come together, and that's what makes something ironic. So a big one is masculine, feminine. So obviously, like Haruhi is an irony. Yeah. Like in and of herself, because. She is a girl, but she cho- but she chooses even outside of the host club to present sometimes masculinely. She is presenting masculinely in her school. She's like has this like very masculine role of like being a host, also being fond over by girls, and that in and of itself is an irony. But the other big irony in Oran is um, high and low status. So like how mm-hmm. like how Haruhi being of a lower status than everybody else in the school, like, those worlds colliding creates something very campy. Like, think of, like, whenever Haruhi, whenever um, the host club goes to visit Haruhi's home, before that, Tamaki has this, like, crazy dream, crazy nightmare that she's, like, in, in a hovel, yeah. drinking out of chipped bowls, like, fasting so she can eat. Like totally but that's like in his mind that's how he thinks of like lower status people and to us as a viewer that's very humorous and that works as camp so Mm -hmm. like that's an example (laughs) um and then so for the next one aestheticism to me this is the hardest one to understand because aesthetics this is where like the whole 
in the eye of the beholder, it can really vary. Because everybody's aesthetic is different. Right. Right? I think one pretty strong part of aestheticism mm -hmm. is um, things being blown out of proportion. Mm -hmm. So, like, things are greatly exaggerated um, and to the point of even looking bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that kind of comes into play with what I know, what I kind of like know the gist of with um, um, camp mm -hmm. is the it's so bad it's good. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where that falls into with the aesthetics of it. Yeah, like something could be like it's either super high aesthetic or super low aesthetic, but yeah. like it could be perceived as campy, like either either way. Yeah. Um, the main like. But the, the main, like, function that aesthetics have, aesthetic has in camp is that it is a view, it has to be viewed as art. Like, to, like, to perceive camp, you have to perceive art. Okay. <laughs> Which yeah. I know sounds, like, super vague and pretentious. I don't know if this is, like, sounding pretentious. But you have to be able to um, perceive art and in that perceive life and in that perceive the tendency of, the, of human nature. Which <laughs> I know okay. I see I see the look that you're giving me. Okay. But it's like <laughs> I told you this was gonna be hard to discuss. <laughs> yeah. No. It is. I mean, no. I get that. Yeah. So like, it's you have to be self-aware. Yes, you have to be so, very like, self-aware. The thing, camp. which a part of it is, so you have to be self-aware to perceive camp. To perceive. You it, don't necessarily yes. have to be self-aware to be camp. Because yes. there are a lot of unintentional campy things. Yes. Um, and so, but to be able, I, basically what it's running down, what it goes down to is that you have to be able to look at yourself and see what is funny in yourself to be able to see what is funny in other things as well. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for helping me with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess um, in aesthetic, camp can be seen as... Um, as I have in my notes here, an assertion of, of self-integrity. So whenever you are trying to, like, create camp, that is part of it, is you have to have that, like, self-awareness yeah. of, like, what you want to, what you want to create, what you want to put out in the world, right? Like, right. the art, the art that you I want to create. <laughs> I think that it's, I think that's actually a really interesting point. Because I think it's super easy to be accidentally campy, mm -hmm. but it is incredibly hard to be purposefully campy. Yes. Because you have to have a very well understanding of what makes something it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to take that like aspect of it mm -hmm. and blow it out of proportion to a point of it being funny. Yeah. And that is such a hard thing to do. Yes. And I will say that another thing is that camp... Camp can be deliberate and it can be naive, is what it's called. Whenever okay. something is the, it's so bad, it's good. Whenever you um, try to make something maybe um, artful, and it's so bad, it's good. I I think of like the Cats musical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the newest Cats musical. I mean, I I thought it was funny, but it's terrible. It's <laughs> awful. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and but then you can be like deliberately campy, and for me, like the the most common examples of that is musicals, most musicals. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, the one in this in my notes is like Moulin Rouge. 
I mean, yeah. most romance musicals, they're right. very deliberately campy. And I think that's because they're on stage. So yes. you have to over-exaggerate everything. Wow. That, like, brings us to our next our next one, which is theatricality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this notion that life, life is theater. Life is theater. We're all playing a role of some kind. And... Um, I guess this kind of like the way that it goes in my in my notes is that what kind of brings us back to it being a gay sensibility is that playing a role is very well known to to gay people because we used to have to play straight in our in our everyday in our everyday lives right so um, role like this idea of a role is is appropriate behavior right. Like, we're trying to play at this appropriate behavior. Um, but what this does is it implies that all of these roles are superficial. Oh, If yeah. that makes sense. It's, it implies that, like, you can be giving, given a role in society. Like, how Haruhi is technically supposed to have this role as, like, a, as like a woman, right? And the hosts are some of the hosts, mostly Tamaki, yeah. and, and the twins, they want her to, like, dr- be, be feminine. Yeah, be feminine. But she doesn't accept that role because right. it's, it's a superficial one. And she says, like, stuff all the time where it's like, I don't care if if you guys perceive me as a girl. I don't care, like, about looking cute, even. Yeah. Like, I just want to be a good person. Right. She Yeah, there, something that does come up pretty often mm-hmm. is the whole, like... She brings up, I don't care what you look on the outside, mm-hmm. it's on the inside that matters. Yeah. And yeah, I think that really plays into the theatric theatricality yeah. of camp because it does have to do with these roles that mm-hmm. are... Because any role, any sort of role is kind of like superficial. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously there's roles like, like boss and things like that, which mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, that... But, I mean, even, like, if you're making a boss campy, mm-hmm. you might make it, you know, like, he, you might make him tyrannical. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, and that's um, another part of, like, this whole exaggeration thing is that, um, like, because of this history of of gay people, like, having to pass, like, we love to see people who perform because if we're using like this term like passing as a performance like acting as passing as a performance we love to see people perform who are super exaggerated because mm-hmm. we think it's funny right like because we see it as they're they're playing a role and like we had to play roles but now they're playing the role mm-hmm. and that's just like it's fun for us <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's pretty neat and i think that a i think that um Oran uses like so much theatricality just also because of the nature of the club that they're always acting they're right. always role playing yeah and they're always acting like like similar parts mm-hmm. but even as the show goes on like you know we're kind of like towards the end of our uh watch through of it we see like the, the characters behind the roles that they play yeah. right so it's cool to see like you know their thea- their, their theatricality is kind of waning but it's it's playing into their like their the perception of them as like people mm-hmm. as like notable characters 
So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think going on to like why shows aren't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I think something that's like really interesting is that kind of the older the show, more older shows are more campy. Mm-hmm. And I think that might just have to do with like quality. So mm-hmm. like things that make things campy. Um animation, like shoddy animation. Yeah. Um shoddy voice acting. Mhm. Um maybe like an over exaggerated script. Yeah. So these are all things that like back in the 90s, 80s, 70s mm-hmm. These are all things that, like, anime wasn't exactly the forefront that it is now. Yeah. And so, they like... They have, like, eye candy anime. Yeah. That just, just like, is um, relying on its looks. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I think of, like... Like, if you look at the first Gundam, it is, like, the voice acting isn't very good for the most part. It's very overacting. Mm-hmm. Um, they use repeated animations. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty campy. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, like, the the good characters are super good and the bad characters are super bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I think that's just kind of how things were. And I think one part of that is that... Th- it hadn't been overdone yet. So now we have these shows that are like parodying or these older shows or they have to be more like, I don't want to say unique, but they Mm -hmm. have to have some kind of edge to them that like, so they have to either look great they the they have to have an awesome script, mm-hmm. just all of these different things. Because if they don't, then they're just going to be lost in the nonsense mm-hmm. of the fifty shows that come out every season. Yeah. Uh, one thing that, because um, I, it's just so like interesting to see like anime become what it is now, mm-hmm. because like. I'd say even like 20 years ago, 90s, mm-hmm. like they weren't releasing, they weren't, shows weren't like top quality. No. no. Um, but I mean, they were still good though. Yeah. And I think one part of that is the campiness to them. Yeah, that they were funny, that they were memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, I think of the shows that, like, I watched when I was younger, like, or I guess this would be the early 2000s, like Oron, mm-hmm. um, Soul Eater, um, I'm trying to think of some, Trigun. Mm-hmm. These are all shows that are, like, older. They don't exactly have the super best animation, but, like, they were so funny. Yeah. They were so, like, rememberable. Mm-hmm. Uh, or memorable. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, I think part of the comedy of it is that they were so campy. Like, yeah, definitely. They didn't, they didn't have to... They worked... The anime... They worked in the favor. Like, mm-hmm. they're... Because I bet they looked great for their time. Oh, yeah. Um, but I imagine artists 
kind of knew like okay we're this is what we can do mm-hmm. and we're going to play this up mm-hmm. you know and i think it's it's really interesting to see and i think it's kind of a shame that like that isn't really a thing like camp isn't super big anymore yeah and like i said it's it's still present yes in some in some animates and it's present in different ways i will say that um in different ways than it, it used to be because i think in it in the past it was definitely more in your face it was more noticeable yeah like with you know we're talking about these like random cutaways to monkeys dropping banana peels so that the hosts slip like that's super in your face or whenever they're playing kick the can and tamaki suddenly has on a soccer uniform like just yeah. for whenever he's kicking the can just it's just to like illustrate like an an, an exaggeration that's all it's for yeah. um and I mean the it is just it just looks different now. Yeah, like it's not as in your face. Yeah, um, I think camp is definitely toned down. Mm-hmm. But there are still some shows that are exceptionally campy. Like, and it's like they they're campy. They're good because they're so campy. Yeah. Um, honestly, probably one of the. One of the standout ones for me, and I know it's for you as too, is a show called Sarazanmai. Yeah. So what it is, is that these kids, they mess up this kappa statue, and so they're turned into kappas, and then they have, whenever they're, they are kappas, they have to do this, like, big battle against this big evil. And they're singing. Yes. By the way. And that's the thing. <laughs> is that like there are these little characters it's like okay time to battle. And then they break out in a dance and song. Yeah. And they're like in the battle is kind of like it, I mean it, it's not they're not like fighting. It's not like a fist fight right, or no. like weapons the, or anything. That's a thing they're too. Just, they're just is that like they, singing. They use the exact same move every, every single, single time. time. It's and the they same announce, song. Yes, it's the same song. Same animation every yes. single time. Um, I was going to say that so there was one more aspect of camp. Oh. The fourth one. And it's the one that's the, the I'm e- bad at camping. It's fine. It's the one that's the easiest one to understand because it's humor. It's that oh, it has to be yeah. funny. So, but the but usually how the humor like functions in camp is that it's it's a contradiction, which is why it's kind of hard. You can confuse it with irony. You know, they they go hand in hand, right? But the idea is that like people who try to create camp as like art, they're using it, they're using it as a way to deal with. Um, well, in my notes it says deal with a hostile environment in in trying to create a positive identity. So I think SARS Online is kind of an interesting example, is like a cool example of that because, I mean, these guys are gay. Like, like, they, like one of them for one sure. Of them is one of them explicitly is. And, and I think that he envisions himself, he does envision himself in a very hostile environment, but but all of the woe is me and the fact that they're Kappas and I mean that the other one is already like a cross dresser. Yeah. Like that's all just funny to us. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it it invokes sympathy, but we laugh. You know? So I think that that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think some other good examples of like camp done well, whether intentionally or not. Mm-hmm. Um 
or I'd say yeah yeah good shows that have camp Jojo's Bizarre Adventure yes so everything about Jojo's Bizarre the one of the best parts about it is that while while you're watching you're not sure whether it's supposed to be funny or not yes it's very serious yeah like like the the characters are very serious right it's especially part one Mm -hmm. part one is like a generic victorian um drama yeah but it is so funny because of the over exaggeration Mm -hmm. all of the random poses that they do Mm -hmm. um like in the first couple parts they're like hyper masculine yeah and like it's so exaggerated and so funny mm-hmm. that, um, like, it's just camp done so well. Yeah. Um, another uh, another example of a good show that has good camp is Kill La Kill. Mm-hmm. So that's also super exaggerated. It's very campy. Uh, it is yeah. super campy. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's the whole thing about it is that it's about clothes but they're half naked or more than half naked most of the time Mm -hmm. um and it's their weapon right and it's it's (laughs) right like it's it's all about female empowerment and things like that Mm -hmm. and but it's done so well though there are still some shows that are like so bad it's funny yes um i think one of the best examples of this is High School of the Dead. Yeah. So <laughs> High School of the Dead is this um, high school anime during the zombie apocalypse. and But it is like super over-sexualized. It's very over-sexualized. There's, yeah. there's a scene in it specifically where... So this guy has a sniper rifle and it's... But it's still attached to this girl's chest. And so every time he shoots, her tits like fly. And <laughs> then like rubber band and everywhere. Then there's he like shoots it, and there's another girl that does like a backflip, and the bullet goes between her boobs. Yeah, like they're like separated in air and yes. in between them. Yes. And it is such a like an iconic scene of the show mm-hmm. that like it is stuck with me forever. It's but such a it's such a silly show. It is so ridiculous, and honestly, it's so bad. But it's so good because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then also, there's the 2016-17 Berserk anime. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say that it's good. Like it is bad. It's a bad show. The animation's awful. Um, the writing is good because it's berserk writing yeah but like the voice acting is terrible um that animation like i said the animation's awful the sound like uh sound effects are terrible and but all of those things put together makes Mm -hmm. it really funny yeah (laughs) like to watch yeah not necessarily enjoyable for like an entertainment standpoint Mm -hmm. of like oh i'm watching this show because i like the show this is how i'm gonna pass my time yes but it's really funny as a like hey let me show you something some some clips (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah i totally get that Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's important to know that um camp is still here just looks a little different i Definitely. I mean, for my um, 
in, a, in the previous or one of our previous episodes for the artist spotlight, I chose Yuasa, and I believe Yuasa very much understands camp yeah. in in his animation. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I loved Devilman Crybaby so much is because it really embodied the spirit of camp like so well um, with everything that I said. And even like to the point of like the um, to the point of tragedy, you know, like even the even the tragedy of the ending is like kind of campy. Like, oh, yeah, you know, um, and that's why it's, I think it's stuck with me you know, for so long, but I think, like, a really interesting thing about camp in, in, like, in any, like, media art is how it has the ability to be really funny and really serious, and, like, that juxtaposition that it can balance so well. Um, yeah, because whenever I think of, like, Devilman, the beginning of it is just, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The beginning of it is like an LSD trip, like, yeah. it's crazy. And that is camp, but then even, like, as it goes on and it gets really serious, like, that's camp too, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, it just really shows, like, how flexible camp is, how awesome it is, how more people should use it and try to understand it. Um, yeah, I think media literacy is important. You should understand what you're watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I hope you learned a little bit about camp today. Yes, I do too. I definitely learned a little bit. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess in closing, I just wanted to say that um, main thing with camp, I know I just made that little comment about media literacy, but the main um, function of camp is to witness something maybe serious and... Um, with like a temporary detachment and then only later do you really realize maybe the impact and i think that oran like with oran it shows us the impact which i think is really cool also it doesn't just like leave it up to the viewer because sometimes the viewer is stupid you know that's yeah (laughs) that's fine but i think it shows like you know we started with this super ironic masculine feminine androgyny debacle um, she has to pretend to be a boy because she's in a eight million dollar or yeah eight million yen debt. Like that's a, that's campy. But then it also shows like how all of the characters develop because of her presence, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. So yeah, camp is cool. Thank you for um, tuning in to this yeah. episode of Kanichi Ha here in the Last Race Network. Um, once again, I'm Natalie and I'm Jared. And thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>